Look, not that I'm trying to load the torn right from the off. But Jesus, Jerry's got some strong swimmers. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. So, Sliding Doors is our film. Uh, it came out in 1998. Directed by Peter Howitt, who I believe directed Johnny English. So he's got some pedigree. Um... It's set in London. It stars Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, you see her. She kisses her boyfriend. She leaves for work. The boyfriend's asleep. Well, I think it's her fiance actually. And then the minute she leaves, he hears the door slam. Like he wakes up. Um, and he takes the phone off the hook and thinks, "What's going on here?" Helen. She goes to work. She's like a PR person. Her boss is Kevin McNally in a blink and you'll miss him uh, role. Uh, looking great as like a smarmy uh, office type. The kind who'd stab you in, right in the front. Wouldn't even bother waiting until you turn around, that kind of person. So she gets sacked because basically she's borrowed some vodka bottles to take, uh, I don't know, to some party or something. And she's brought them, she's got them with her on the Monday. She'd oh, I've got them here to replace. And it's something really, you can tell it's something really innocuous. Innocu innocuous? That's not a word. Inoculus, you know, whatever it is, it's something that doesn't really matter. But uh, he's used it as an excuse to say she's stole from the company and out she goes. And she's quite funny when she leaves, she just says, oh, I bet you know, there's that much testosterone in here. I'll best get up before I start growing a penis. And Kevin and I is like, Oh, and one of the other guys is like, Told you, lesbian now. You know, this film came out in 1998, so, you know, there is some humour in here that probably wouldn't fly, now. well, definitely wouldn't wouldn't fly now. Um, for example, Lydia, the, well, jumping ahead a bit, but she calls Jerry like a cripple in a part of it. Not that he is a cripple or anything like that, not that he is crippled or disabled or anything like that, but he, um, well, she's just throwing anything she can at him. Just jokes in this that you wouldn't, I don't think they would put in a film now. Um, anyway, so you see Helen running for the tube train and then in one reality, a little girl gets in a way and stops her getting on the train. And in the other version, the little girl gets out the way. Well, the mum pulls her out the way and uh, she manages to like squeeze on the tube, um, tube train just to sheet, just, just, just as it's about to close. So we'll, we'll call these two different timelines. We'll have scumbag timeline where she finds out it. She gets home early and finds out that she's been cheated on. And we'll have a missed train timeline where she misses a train, gets home late, and she doesn't know he's cheating. Okay. Um, so, as convoluted as I might make this seem, I've got to say for the film, it makes it quite easy to follow. I mean, she partly changes her hair partway through, which helps. Okay. So, in the missed the train timeline, there's extensive delays on the tube. So she gets a black cab and as she's waiting, as she flags it down, a guy tries to rob her, um, rob her handbag and she won't let it go. And the guy like, lets go and she ends up falling headfirst into a tree. And the taxi driver jumps out and takes it to the hospital. In the timeline where she gets on the train, so scumbag timeline, uh, she meets John Hannah on the train and he's like, have we met before? And she, he's like, no, no, wait, like genuinely, I'm not, it's not a chat line or anything. And she, he's like, yeah, I know we met 
in the office uh, in the lift before like I picked your earring up and she's like, oh yeah and he's he's Scottish he's played by John Hanna uh, from the Mummy films and other other he's been in other things he was in Rebus and all sorts and he's talking about how weird it is that nobody talks on the train at the tube it is a bit strange I've not I've been on it once when I was down in London and it, it's it's yeah it's genuinely strange but I think London bigger cities not just London in particular they are kind of quite impersonal because it's so big, um, if you live in a town or a village, you, even a bigger town, you can't get like two or three or four people away before you meet somebody who knows somebody you know and that kind of thing. Whereas bigger cities, you know, where there's millions of people living there, it's not like that. Anyway, so Helen's talking to James on the train and he says to her, oh, remember what Monty Python says? Oh, and she's like, what, always look on the bright side of life? Because she blurts out... Um, you know, I've just been fired and this, that and the other. And he says, no, no, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Because, you know, all English people joke about money. Oh, he's not English, is he? Oh, oh, that's a bad one. Sorry. Sorry, John Hanny. Scottish, all Scottish, all UK people, British people. Uh, can you hear me digging a hole? A very, very big hole. Uh, <laughs> basically, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing of, oh, course all british people love monty python well, some people do i happen to think some parts of monty python are masterpiece other parts are not as great but you know you gotta take the rough with the smooth anyway so in the miss train timeline she the cab driver drops off at hospital she gets starry strips she rings home no answer because he's took the phone off the hook he's having a shower after what he's been getting up to in the scumbag timeline she gets home. She says, I got sacked. And so did you, it seems, because she, she walks in um, as as um, her boyfriend, Jerry, and who's played by John Lynch, brilliant in this. He's probably the best character in it. And Lydia, who's played by an American actress, I can't remember the name of, um, are right in the middle of it. And she says, oh, um, she, he say, she says to him, would you like a cup of tea? And then just sets about him. And she says, I'll come home and find you up to your nuts in Lady Shagging a Diver. In the Miss Train timeline, um, the last Lydia uh, leaves just before Helen's cab pulls up. And Jerry, he's hilarious covering up what clues are left. There's like an earring on the, on the pillowcase. Um, there's an extra brandy glass out. Who has brandy glasses? That must be a London thing. Uh, and he, he, he's far too good at it, actually. And he finds out she's been fired and he takes her out and he's all supportive. And she's like, oh, I love you. And you think, oh, and you absolute snake. In the scumbag timeline, she's on this bridge over the Thames. She throws her, I don't know which bridge it is. She throws her engagement ring uh, into the Thames. And I was thinking, I wonder how many people have done that. Probably quite a few. Uh, she's at her mate's. She goes to stay with her mate, uh, Anna. And Russell's at the... Uh, what's his name? Jerry's at the pub with his mate, Russell. Uh, who's really funny. Like he's He basically is the sounding board for Jerry and all Jerry's problems. He knows everything that's going on. And he's just in despair at his friend, really. Like, But it, it, those are probably some of the funniest scenes. Helen goes to get drunk at James Mate's bar 
uh, this new bar that's opened. And Anna, her mate, comes and finds her and says, look, come on, we'll get you home. Because she's legless at this point. And James is like, oh, could I give you a lift? Uh, like in the cab that he's in. And in the, we go back to the Miss Train timeline. So the same bar, drinking with Jerry. Uh, she's there. Uh, his bit of fluff rings him. And she, he says, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. And he hangs the phone up. Like As I said before, these are some of the funniest parts where um, Jerry, played by John Lynch, where he covers up what's going on. Um, it is really, really funny. In the scumbag timeline, uh, she's, she's staying with her mate for a while. On the missed train timeline, she's she's drunk. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So she she they get in, her and Jerry get in. She's drunk. She falls asleep on the bed, and he is talking to himself in the mirror and saying, "You nearly got caught. You know that's really bad. That's number one. And number two, you're talking to yourself in the mirror again. That's not a good sign." He's then we see the two different uh, parallel storylines again in one. Uh, she's hung over, well, she's hung over in both, uh, falling asleep in the shower and everything. And um, she is looked after in one timeline by my Anna and in the other by Jerry. In the mistrained timeline, she works as a waitress um, because she's lost a job and he's an aspiring writer. Yeah, right. Um, trying to finish his first novel. So she's supporting him completely. And um, she's a she's a waitress. She also becomes like a, a sandwich delivery person, which again I think is like a city thing where like you, your company will like order sandwiches to your office every day. And apparently that's a big business down there. Um, mind you, is it nowadays with the whole working from? Oh, don't get into that. Right. Um, what were we up to? Yeah. Okay. In the scumbag timeline, she gets a haircut. Anna won't answer the door um, because they think, you know, she's like, oh, I want, is he called? Not James. She's thinking it has Jerry called. Um, and it's James. In the missed train timeline, um, she's getting suspicious and he's actually annoyed. He's like probably indignant that she's suspicious about the brandy glasses and this, that and the other. And you think you're shagging somebody else? Um, Helen delivers sandwich to his bit of fluff, Lydia, and then he goes out um, to the library, I quote, seriously, the library, like, I know you're supposed to be writing a book, and I know it's the 90s, so, you know, computers weren't as they are today, and phones certainly weren't, I mean, the mobiles in this, uh, are like, you know, the ones with the aerial, not the 80s aerials, the, like, retractable 90s aerials, um, she follows him, uh, and he goes, he walks to the library, and you see him inside on a payphone, a public payphone, remember those? They're still kicking about, but they are hard to find. He rings Lydia saying she's followed me and she doesn't want to leave her. It's important. No, no, I don't know what I'm saying here. It's gone. It's absolutely gone. Yes, sorry. Got it. In the scumbag timeline, James is at the hospital. Well, no, he's not at the hospital. Sorry. He's at a care home where you think his mum his mom is. And... Oh, no, it's, it's, we see James with a woman 
And I think they're trying to insinuate that it's his wife or his girlfriend. But at this point, I thought, because it's been years since I've seen this film, that it was his sister. And um, in the uh, Miss Train timeline, uh, Jerry again's at the pub with his mate Russell. And Russell just puts it into perspective and says, hang on, so you're upset at her for getting suspicious at you. You're still seeing Lydia, but you can't chuck her, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're a moral free zone. He's like, she's work, you know, Helen's working all the hours God sends to, to support you, write your book, and you, you know, you, you, you're wrapping it off with with Lydia, and you can't chuck Lydia. And oh, honest to God, and he says, you're talking to yourself in the mirror again, aren't you? And he says, I'm your mate. I'm here to help you. And he, his mate just kicks off laughing. Um, in the scumbag timeline, um. Helen and J- Helen and James are out with his friends, and he says, "Why don't you set up your own PR company? Uh, you see her going to NatWest. Uh, other banks are available, and she she uh, she she applies for the loan, gets the loan. In the Miss Train timeline, um, she's still working as she's working as a waitress and as a sandwich deliverer, and she's working bloody hard. Um, Lydia meets Helen um, because." Uh, Helen delivers sandwiches to Lydia's office. Um, Jerry is is kind of he can't leave either of them. Um, Russell rings to warn him you weren't here. Helen came looking for you, so don't tell you with me. She's shattered. She gets on the bed. He's stroking her hair, and he admits he, he admits he's been sleep he's been sleeping with somebody else, but she's fallen asleep, so she doesn't hear it. In the scumbag timeline, she watches James win a boat race. On the mistrain timeline, she walks past the same boat race. Um, and she's like, wait, I knew there'd be some kind of boat race today with people in purple shirts. So there's times, there's a couple of instances where it has that kind of almost like a deja vu thing where you can see somebody think, oh, hang on. But it doesn't overplay it. Um, the same, yeah, I was going to say at the same time, it wouldn't really matter if you took those bits out, really. But it does make you think a little bit about deja vu and this, that, and the other. Anyway, um, in the scumbag timeline, Lydia chucks him uh, as well. He can't bring himself to go in to see Helen. She's celebrating in the boat race, uh, what did they call it? Boating club with James and all his friends uh, and having a good time. And Helen sorts out James' mate's uh, launch for his new restaurant because in her old job as a PR, she did this famous as restaurant restaurant. Uh, James and Helen are on, on a boat on the Thames at night in front of the bridge that she was on earlier that, she, that, that recurs through the film. Again, sorry, still don't know the boat. Uh, not the boat. <laughs> don't know the boat. Oh, I don't know the uh, bridge. He goes to kiss her and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I know it's an ideal kissing moment. The boat, the night time, the moon, the lapping water. Um, and she's like, look, I'm still on the rebound. And he's like, oh, everybody is. And he starts blurbing on as he does. And she just, she kisses him. They spend the night together on the Miss Train timeline. Jerry's off to Dorset on a, what does he call it this time? What's the, oh, what does he call it? Like a, a research trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, For his book. And he's asked Helen, but he asks her because she knows, he knows because she's spotting him. She can't just up and leave her job. Uh, jobs, I should say. Um, He is a proper weasel in this. Um. Okay, so she's uh, in the scumbag timeline. She's at the launch of James's mate's new restaurant. 
she sees Jerry there, he turns up. She's like, you can't just turn up. You can't just turn up here. How did you know? How did you get in? Oh, I got a ticket, a friend of a friend. And I mean, <laughs> there is one, it's not a criticism, but it is just something that, that makes you laugh. Like everybody in the film, oh, they're a friend of a friend. That They use that trope a few times and I'm like, London's not that. London's too big for that. Um, anyway, it's just a little niggle, but it does, doesn't upset. It doesn't like upset your enjoyment of the film. Okay. James May asks him, um, does she know about Claudia? And he's like, no, I'm confused. And at this point I was thinking, oh, okay, so is he divorced, separated? Is he still married? Like what? Something's going on. Oh, I mean, is it is it his daughter? I don't know. Something's going on. Who's, who's this Claudia? Is it the one we saw earlier in the, the care home? Um, Helen's at her waitress job in the... Um, this is a train timeline. And she also in the... in She stumbles uh, outside the launch party, night party where she's seen with Jerry. Uh, and Jerry kisses her. She doesn't kiss him. Um, which James sees and I think... It, he, he tries to kind of be dead noble about it and step back and let her sort it out. But she thinks he's, she thinks he's pulling away from her type of thing. In the Miss Train timeline, uh, she's trying to ring to find out where he is. And he's on a business trip um, in, oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. In the Miss Train timeline, she rings the hotel where Jerry's staying. And in the Scumbag timeline, she rings James to find out where, uh, like find out where he is and they say, oh, he's on a business trip in Newcastle. Um, and cause she's trying to find out where he is and he hasn't rung her in a week. And you see James going to call her, but he, he stops himself at the last number. I mean, they even call out. I like the fact the film calls out these like ridiculous um, romantic comedy tropes. Like, oh, I stopped at the last number. Isn't that ridiculous? And, oh, this is a perfect kissing moment. But, you know, it, it's it's a lot more natural that way, which I quite liked. Um. The Miss Train timeline, she rings Jerry and says, I fainted at work. And Lydia comes in. He's in the hotel room. She comes in screaming, I think I broke my toe. And he, she's like, what the hell's that? And he's like, oh, it's this couple next door. And he, he, he again, he gets out of it. And then he says, he put he puts the phone down. He's like, I've got to go. And he puts the phone down. And she's like, oh, I just thought I'd tell you I'm pregnant. But he's already hung up. So that's why she's fainted. Lydia says, don't you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to win you back. I'm trying to get you back. Uh, I think this is where she calls him a cripple. Um, and it's, But it's quite clear that's never going to happen. And she leaves him. And then, <laughs> this is what I mean about this character, Jerry. He goes to the pub and he's like, he says to Russell, I've done it. I've finally finished it. I, I told her. Um, he's absolute coward. And his mate Russell's like, well, how does Lydia feel? Because you get the impression that Lydia's kind of, well, no, she's not really, like, in a lot of films, they would have had her as just like an absolute, a bit of a bunny boiling or a bit of a psycho. Like, I mean, there are a few times where she, she is a little bit. I mean, she appears at the window, um, in a couple, uh, in a few scenes later, which is a bit like, whoa, that's a bit creepy. But I mean, he's messing them around. He's messing them all around. So, anyway, um, at the same time as this, at the restaurant where she's working, uh, Helen as, um. She, she's serving the tables and there's a guy and a woman there and she's like, you've bought me flowers. Why? No one buys flowers on a whim. What what have you been doing? What is this an apology for? Uh, and he's like, hang on a minute, hang on. So you're, hang on, let me just get this straight. You're telling me I buy you flowers 
to try and be rom- to try and be. And she's like, see, you can't even say romantic. He's like, oh, God's sake. I buy you flowers and you think I'm having some sordid affair. And she gets home from her knackered. She's knackered in the uh, the mistrain timeline. And she gets back and Jerry's there and he's bought her flowers. And she's like, what are those? And in the scumbag timeline, she goes to see Jerry. He tries to win her back in his own pathetic way. Um, Lydia rings and says, I'm late, Jerry. I'm never late. She's late in that way. So you think she's pregnant as well. Hence the introduction of Jerry with strong swimmers. He seems to get everybody pregnant in this. Um, barring John Hannah. Um, she He puts the phone down again on her. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Russell. After you later, mate. Puts the phone down on her. Um, and Helen's there. And she redials um, the number and it's her. And she's like, oh, it's Jerry, what's going on? Why did you pretend I was Russell? I hate it when you do that. And she, say, she says, Helen, actually, we met once. I interrupted you faking an, an orgasm. She's, she puts the, drops the phone. She's done. Um, again, um, we see Russell and um, so this is in the scumbag timeline still. We see Russell and Jerry in the pub again, and Russell's like, I blame BT, the condemning men to monogamy. Um, and Jerry says, Lydia might be pregnant, and his mate kicks off laughing. He's like, no more, I can't take it, no more. Uh, in the Miss Train timeline, <clears throat> um, she say, uh, Jerry says, you know, you've been distant, is everything okay? Because she's trying to tell him she's pregnant, and he, he keeps, you know, frittering off to go see his bit of fluff or um, I mean, he's not being fair in any of the women in this, let's be honest. And I know I might flippantly say a bit of fluff, but if you look at it from Lydia's point of view, she was with him before, then she moved away to America, moved back home to America, sorry, a few years, three years ago, and she's come back. He's started, well, they've both started, it takes two to tango. They've both started things up again. He's obviously promising her off screen that he'll leave. I'll leave Helen for you. You're my true love, all this, that and the other. Um, but he's got no intentions of doing it. So really, he's the bad guy. He's the bad one in this. Um, uh, Lydia, yeah, so this is the bit where he opens the blinds. Lydia's still there, and he's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and he's like, oh, oh, that's brilliant news. He like, he, Some of the ways he covers up his lies or, or his reactions um, are the best bits. Um, she rings the house, and he pretends it's Russ again. Um, and Helen is again trying to tell him she's preggers, and she he, he fly he, he off he trots to the library again. I'm, how many times did he go to the library? Like he had photocopies in the nineties, mate. Come on. In the scumbag timeline, she rings James's company. She goes to his office, but she can't quite go in. She stood in front of the sliding doors. He bumps into her in the street, and he says, "Oh, my mum's up to go into hospital." And she's like, "Do you want me to come with you?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Oh, actually, you know, she's frail. It might be confusing for her." Uh, he arrives at the hospital. He kisses a lady from that we saw from the care home earlier. They met in the care home. No, he didn't meet her in the care home. They know each other. You just don't know who she is. Um, kiss on the lips. He holds her hand and walks in. And you're thinking, right, okay, so she's not a sister. Who 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 is she? Uh, who is this Claudia? We find out that, this scum, scumbag timeline still, we find out that Helen is pregnant to James. Uh, so not just, not just Jerry with the strong swimmers, uh, clearly, no protection being used in this uh, in this film either. 
He's gone to visit his mother in hospital. Oh, she goes to his office and says, oh, where's James? Because she needs to tell him. Oh, he's gone to visit his mother in hospital with his wife. She goes to the hospital and sees James and his wife outside. They're not kissing or anything. They're, um, they're just, you know, they're, they're just there talking, but they're clearly quite cl- Well, they're clearly quite close. Um, in a mistrained timeline, she says to Jerry again, you're having an affair, and he barefaced lies to her. No, I'm not having an affair. Because technically at this point he isn't, but he has had one. If that makes sense. Um, okay. Scumbag timeline. Uh, James goes to Anna's to try and see Helen. And she's like, You've you've got a damn cheek. Uh I was gonna she's she's uh, she's Irish. I was gonna try, but let's not try that accent. I'm not I'm not very good at accents. Um he goes to look for Helen all over the place. Uh the like American type diner that they keep going to, the bridge. Um and it, this is exactly what Jerry didn't do in the beginning. Um, you can see that James really loves her. He sees her on the bridge, uh, this bridge that her grandfather helped build. Uh, again, sorry, still don't know what the bridge is. Um, um, and I'm, I'm not that bothered to look it up. Um, he says, to her, look, I married Helen, but I'm separated. We separated six months ago. Nothing aggressive. It just didn't work out. Um, I couldn't find a way to tell you that Claudia agreed to keep the pretense as a favour for my mum. Um, in the mistrainer and the, the they make up on the bridge um they have a good kiss on the Miss Train timeline Lydia um sets it up so that Helen arrives at a flat when Jerry's there and she's like I'm trying to figure out whether I should uh, keep your boyfriend's uh, baby or not Helen runs a, runs runs away and she falls down the stairs and Jerry shouts Helen um at the same time she says oh I must call Helen on payphone she goes to walk over this little road um, to go call Helen, say, no, not Helen, sorry. Helen says, I've got to call, go call Anna, let her know where I am. Um, although I don't know why she doesn't use her mobile. Maybe she, maybe it's out of charge, I don't know. Um, and she's hit by a van, James shouts Helen as well. In the scumbag timeline, she suffered severe internal injuries. Uh, she's lost the baby and James is like, she'll be okay, won't she? But he doesn't get an answer. As she dies in the universe where she's with James, James talks to her and says he's he's glad they got everything sorted out. I'm glad you caught the train that day. I'm going to make you so happy, I promise. He kisses her, she passes away. She wakes up in the universe where she fell down the stairs. Um, and Jerry's there. She's lost the baby in that universe as well. Um, James is in the hospital seeing his mother. Um, he walks past Helen's room. Um, he stands up. She says, I want you to stand up, walk to the door, open it, walk through it and close it behind you. It's over. She's walking to go get in a lift. The sliding doors open. James is in the lift. He picks up her earring. Uh, he says, I'll cheer up. You know what the Monty Python boys say? And then quick as a flash, she says, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. They turn and look at each other and the doors close. And it's the song that's like, uh, that says she's going to find true love. And this film, decent romantic comedy, well made. Um, you know, it, it treats, um, you know, the, a there's you know it has some quite heavy heavy themes in there i mean there's death there's miscarriage but it gives them the 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 reverence the respect they deserve you know it does play the whole infidelity thing for laughs a lot of the time but it shows the effect that it has on the women and um so it's 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 uh it's it's a decent romantic comedy it's well made there's some really interesting shots and the way that the parallel stories run alongside each other that tends to be what parallel stories do. 
um, if your other half wants to watch a romantic comedy, you could do a lot, lot worse. It's funny, quick. It's witty. You're invested in the characters. There's, it's one of those films that you watch and you you pick up something again from the dialogue. It's um, it's well directed, well acted, funny. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a good pickup from the Alpine shop. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, this is going to be a short one, I think. If you um, have liked this review, you can review it on podchaser.com. If you'd like to um, give me any feedback or, or send me any requests, you can follow um, Review Yourself on Instagram. Also on Twitter, it's at Yourself Review. Or is it at Review Yourself? Search Review Yourself. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it for Sliding Doors. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. Also, we're on Good Pods as well. If you could, you know, if you'd like me to review anything, please let me know. Uh, I will happily, I'll happily do so. Um, hopefully you'll come back. Cheers. Um.